everybody. This is the For the Culture Podcast. <laughs> I got my boy DJ Thunder. What's up? Hey, this is funny because I've been to so many of your parties oh, and I never met you. Oh man, I like, you the case. Yeah. But it's funny because like every time you go to a party, see like you see DJ Thunder, you're like yeah, it's gonna be popping. Yeah. You see the other DJs, you're like I don't know if I want to go to this party. Yeah. So like, so what got you into like being a DJ and like? Why um, you, oh, you choose to DJ Thunder? Um, oh, I, I can't say. So, oh, first part, DJ. Um, and basically, I was always busy growing up, like as far as like middle school, high school, worked and then play baseball. So when I got to college, I had a lot of free time for the first time ever. Like I didn't have a job, I didn't play ball. So then I was like, well, I gotta find something to do. And then um, I think it was like some little ads came up for like some DJ stuff while I was like on online on YouTube and stuff like that. I was like, oh, what's this? Looked at it and then I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." Started playing around with it, and then that um, was really it. Yeah. And then most of what I learned about DJing I learned through YouTube. YouTube. And like, a lot of DJs are very, um, they don't like sharing what they know. Yeah. You know, like most people don't like sharing what they know. You know, you ask a videographer or a photographer to teach you how to do something, they're gonna be like, "Nah." Yeah, afraid of competition. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, so everything I learned was basically through YouTube, and then um, I just went from there. And it kept growing. Yeah, yeah, like that. A lot of it is, I mean, a lot of it is some motivation, honestly, like that. So, regardless of whatever you do or how you go about learning, as long as you actually care, it, yeah. yeah, actually, you're going to be better at it. So, how did you, like, how did the Pangea thing come about? Because that's, like, a big thing about right now. Oh, um, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of it grew, um, grew to be a lot bigger than what we expected. Yeah. How did the name Pangea, like, yeah, how did y'all like, come up the name? Oh, that was, that was something, um, a name that I wanted to use for a while. Because I think I learned about that in geography class, some shit like that, back when I was in like middle school. But they were like, "Oh yeah, but at one point all the continents were together, mm-hmm. and it was called Pan." Like what they decided yeah. it was Pangea, right? Because if you look at it, like South America and Africa can kind of fit like a puzzle, yeah. and all the other ones that was actually fit together, like that. So I was like, "Okay." Well, the idea came from basically the fact that um, a lot of times when you go out to um, suppose you're looking at a, a weekend, right, like that, um, there's going to be. 10 parties on one day, right, on a Saturday, mm-hmm. but then nobody's doing something on Friday or Thursday or Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So rather than everybody making money together, the usual thing was you had a bunch of people competing for that same day. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then, okay, everybody goes out, whatever. And nobody's making no real money because nobody's having a crowd bigger than two, 300 people. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the other days people don't got shit to do. So I was like, why don't I just get everyone to work together towards something? Mm-hmm. Like that, and then make it big. So the idea was to bring everybody together. Same idea as Pangea, throw all the continents together, so all the promoters, all the people throwing something together, mm-hmm. and that's that's where the party name came from. Like that. Um, so the first time around, I literally I put together a bunch of people together, and then I had every promotional team, and I told them like, look, don't throw something this weekend. Whatever, y'all can come, y'all can slide in free, whatever you know, because y'all help me promote, but don't throw nothing that weekend. Like that. And, uh, cool. and because I was a DJ, I had already had all those. Relations yeah. with all the promoters. Typically, promoters don't like each other, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't see me as a promoter, they saw me just a DJ that they work with. So, mm-hmm. because of that, I was able to talk to them differently mm-hmm. than someone they might see as competition. You see what happens when everybody comes together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wins yeah. at the end. Yeah, that. And so now to the point where most people, most promoters, they just, they don't, they're not affiliated with it no more, right? Mm-hmm. But they still come out just because of the fact that for them it's just a fun party, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're promoting a lot of times, like for me personally, I can't enjoy things yet mm-hmm. because I'm working. working. Yeah, exactly, right? My focus that. is on making sure things running smooth, making mm-hmm. sure nothing bad happens or whatever. So I can't be out, you know, getting booed and all like that or mm-hmm. turning up. So they get to do that, right? So now this is their turn to have fun like that. So because of that, a lot of them, they still come out regardless. Like I don't even have to ask them to come out. They'll be like, oh yeah, of course I'm coming. Like, it's not it. Mm-hmm. And that. 
Um, and that's basically the name from there. You know, I thought um, Pangea was, you, you picked that name because you wanted to like put all the culture and islands. Yeah, that's too, yeah, yeah. So a lot, of it, a, lot of the, a lot of aspects behind it also is the idea that um, we're very open-minded to a lot of the music, right? Mm -hmm. So not even just, you know, American and Caribbean culture, but then you got Latin culture. Mm -hmm. If, you know, a lot of people from Africa decide to come, you know, we have a lot of Afro people can play for that too. And then, you know, European, whatever, you know, we have a lot of Europeans come, we can play a lot of house music. So it, depending on whoever is there, yeah. is the kind of music we're gonna play. So the, if it ever starts to travel, where we're at, you know, China or wherever, then we're gonna play music that caters to that crowd plus the surrounding areas like that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because a lot of times, me personally, I don't like this. I don't like listening to one style music. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get one genre tired of it. All night yeah. like that. I need breaks from it. Even if it's a genre that I love, a lot of times I'll be like, okay, can we? Switch it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just a little bit, just so I can reset my mind, whatever. Let's go way back, too, because me and you kind of go way back. Um, yeah. I met you at the FAU party. At Which the, one? Um, it was like a, we went to, took a bus to like uh, Miami. Oh, South Beach? Oh, that's way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's when I first knew. I was like, yo, this man snapping. Yeah, and I got his number, started having them at my parties, and too. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, you was talking one time, yeah. you were telling me how you got kicked out of FAU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain yeah. that situation. All right, so, no, I ain't, I, ain't get, I ain't get kicked out because I was still a student, but uh, I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out of doing events at the school for a little bit, right? So, basically, um, what happened was uh, I had an event with an organization, right, mm -hmm. at the school. Not at the school, but um, in Deerfield, right? Mm -hmm. They were having, uh, like, a probate slash kickback, like mm -hmm. a party. Cops show up, right? And they're like, oh, where's your permits? Of course, you know, being college kids, none of these guys pull permits. permits right? yeah. They're not at that level yet of throwing events. Um, so they shut them down, right? I'm cool with it. I'm like, whatever. I got paid already. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. right? So I start putting my stuff down, you know, disconnecting my wires, whatever. Um, at one point, one of the police decides to push. One of, the, um, one of the guys, right? One of the guys doesn't know that that's the police that just pushed him. Oh. All right? He's just minding his own business. I know what police, you know, it wasn't like that. So the guy naturally, you know, when someone pushes you, you go like, what the hell reaction. is that? Yeah, yeah, like a natural quick reaction. He ain't hit him or nothing, but he just went like that. The cop took that as him taking, like, some sort of physical altercation with him. So the cop immediately smacked him in his face. Damn. And uh, at that point, oh. the guy's on the ground. He's getting kicked by a bunch of different cops, whatever like that. People start getting mad, blah, blah, blah. There's a big rush of people going inside, going like basically the party was like outside and inside. They all rushed inside, closed the door, cops are mad because now they can't get to the people they were trying to be up. Uh -huh. right? The other people are freaking out, so they all started trying to leave, but then there's like an army of cops all along the street. Um, at that point, cops come up to me and they're like, Oh, you inside of the riot. I'm like, How? I wasn't even. <laughs> I was ready to go. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like some of that. So they start, they're like, turn off the music and everything. I'm like, it's been off. Like, it's literally, nothing's even connected. That's like if I took out the power from your cameras right now, and I was like, turn off the cameras, like, it's been off. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like that. So um, they start getting mad, whatever. Um, actually, to the point where um, when I'm trying to leave and I pack everything up, they come up with the car, put the guns on, tear everybody down the floor, like that, handcuff everybody. And I'm like, really, bro? Nothing <laughs> so dramatic. Um, they, they, don't get, they end up getting my info. And then they contact the FAU police. Mm -hmm. And um, the FAU police at the time, they didn't know my real name, mm -hmm. right? So that's, what they, that's the name they get. They get my real name. And then, of course, the administration of FAU knew my real name. So after a while, after that event, it's been like, I think, two weeks. And then somebody was like, oh, we've been trying to book you, but like, it, like FAU won't let us. 
I'm like, that's weird. So I go talk to them, and they're like, yeah, you're not even supposed to be on campus right now. You're like banned from the school. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. I didn't even know this. I'm like, yeah, the police, this and that. I'm like, okay, cool, that's fine. As it turns out, I actually had a very good relationship with the police, the main police at FAU, mm -hmm. right? They just didn't know what my name was, so that's why I never got through them. Mm -hmm. I go talk to them, he immediately takes it off, and then I'm good to go again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Connection. Is that the yeah. craziest thing that ever happened at a party, or what's the craziest thing that ever happened at a party? At a party? I know crazy things happen almost every day. So yeah. What's the craziest? Oh, shoot, that's a hard question, crap. Um... Or like one that you remember and you're like, just like, whoa, like this. I know fights is regular. Yeah, fight, fights is what it is. I mean, a lot of times it, it just depends on how much security you have, whether well, or not it becomes a big fight. How do um, you feel about that? Because, you know, some people be like, like, they think one fight ruins the whole party. Like, they don't want to go back no more because they're like, oh, they want to usually, usually one fight will be just that one fight, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, once that person and their it's friends fine. are out there, yeah. that's pretty much it. Because most people don't want to fight. You know, most people, when they come out, they're trying to turn up. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of, there, if you ever, I mean, walking on a party, anybody could probably get into 10 fights. Yeah. You know, from all the bumping into each yeah, other. Everybody's like drunk. Yeah, so like that. But mostly, <laughs> but for the most part, we yeah, all do the same thing. We're like, oh, my bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, we know we're not, we, yeah. know, we don't even know each other. Like, well, how are we going to fight? Mm -hmm. And that, so most people are cool. It's just that one education with somebody, usually something personal. Or, or their girl, you got yeah, girl, they feel Like that, or usually, you know, same thing with girls. Girls, oh, you got with my man, da da da. Yeah. Same thing. So it's always the same situation, but most times, yeah, once that fight is done, whatever, like, hey, cool, let's continue to go back. Have you yeah. done any, like, traveling parties? Um, Tangier yeah. will be the first one, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, later on this year, so y'all gonna see the news on that um, very soon after this. Once this one's done, you're gonna start seeing um, some info we have for Pangea coming up for that, like that. Okay. Is it out of Florida? Not out of Florida, no, no, no. We're gonna be doing it somewhere else in Florida. And then after that, next year, we're going to be doing the first one out of the state. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, the big part of it is just, because um, we've been thinking about the one we're doing um, coming up right now for a while, but a lot of it was, well, first you have to study where your crowd is coming from. So we realized that this one city is where a lot of our market is coming from, um, outside of South Florida, right? So once you eliminate South Florida, it's like, okay, what's our next biggest market? And then it ended up being this city. That's the beautiful thing about ticket sales online because it shows so you. Give you the demographics. Yeah, it average. shows you exactly where those sales are coming from. I want to talk to like that. Explain to everybody because people think parties, just throwing a party is easy and simple, oh. or events <laughs> in general because I have the events too. Yeah. And people be always coming like to me like, yo, how do I get started and stuff like that? Explain I mean, to people it's it's like, possible. Um, how it, this is kind of a job, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, um, any event is like that. It's like you're putting together a company, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's different levels of throwing events, right? So it's like initial is where a lot of people join in with they're just a promoter, right? Mm -hmm. They're promoting for someone else's event. That's usually a good way to start out with because it now allows you to build a crowd. And learn a couple of things. Yeah, exactly. Before you jump straight into it. Mm -hmm. You know, so then from there you do um, somebody that throws a party at a club. And then once you work from there, you go to somewhere that throws a party outside. And then from there, like festivals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So the first part of promoter, that's pretty simple. You talk to people, hey, come out. I got you on my list. Or here, I'm selling tickets. And pretty simple because then once you get them through that, you pretty much don't have to do much once you get to the party. You're pretty much turning up with everybody else. Yeah. You're more of a host, right? So when they get there, your job is to make sure they have a good time so that they keep coming back. And that's also how you build your clients out of this, right? Your job right there is really just to make sure you're only inviting them to good things, right? Because you never want to promote everything, right? And then what ends up happening? A couple times they come out and it's whack. And, and now they don't believe in you. Yeah, yeah, they don't like, you know, you're going to tell them, oh, it's going to be late. You're like, oh, that's what you said about that other shit. Yeah. And I don't know if I can really trust you. So 
It's very important that you that you, you keep in mind your branding, mm-hmm. all right? Because me personally, when I throw an event, if I'm throwing an event, I won't throw it unless I absolutely know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Because same thing, like what you say about looking at my name on a flag. It's yeah. very important that people realize, you know what? If he's a part of it, I know it's going to be good. As opposed to, oh, it might be good, it might not be good, like that. So you you have to be very mindful of your branding, like that. So after that, it's throwing parties at a club. Throwing a party at a club, that means that you're the one investing into it, right? You gotta pay for everything, you know. So you go to the clubs. First, you have to find the club. That's the only part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have to find something that's gonna be close to your demographic. You have to find something that's gonna be in your budget that could fit the kind of crowd you're gonna have. And a good deal, because some most yeah. of the time the clubs sometimes most of yeah. the times they they're yeah. the one profiting, not the promoter. Yeah, of course, because they're gonna get they're gonna get a rental and the and the bar. So mm-hmm. you know, and that so work out a good deal. Then you gotta run the door, which is very annoying because chances are a lot of people come and know you, mm-hmm. right? Which sounds like a good thing, but it's really not. Oh, let me get yeah. <laughs> so because everybody knows, because everybody knows you, they're all gonna want some. They're all gonna want you to get them in quicker. They're all gonna want you to um, get in free, that kind of thing, right? Uh, the thing is, I'll be quick to tell people, oh, I don't know who the hell you are. So I'll literally like, or even people that just like, because people will meet you one day and then two weeks later they're already thinking they're getting for your parties. I'm like, bro, like chill. Like, I got people I know for five years that are still paying for everything. Like, relax. Yeah. Like that. Um. So that's the annoying part. Like, a lot of times, the smartest thing to do is you're throwing a party like that is don't put yourself in the door. There you go. The best thing you want to do, honestly, put a girl, because a lot of times, guy, the main people right you're charging, now. yeah, the main, the main people that you're charging, right, guys. are guys, right. And a guy, when he comes up and he's like, oh, it's twenty or whatever, you know, and he's not gonna try to get a deal from a girl a lot of times because he'll, he'll feel bad. He'll feel like emasculated. She looks good. He's trying to holler at her. Yeah, exactly like that. So he's not gonna be like, I'm trying to holler at you, but I only got five dollars. Like, yeah. like that. So he'll, a lot of times, guys, if they see they a pretty girl, they're gonna be like, oh. yeah. <laughs> They don't want to act broke in front of the girl. Yeah, so they'll, they'll feel bad about it. And then, honestly, girls are not gonna ask other girls for favors. And that. So that's usually the best thing to do. You put like a nice little girl right there at the front. Should be fine. It has to be a girl that doesn't know people too. Yeah. Some of these girls, they yeah. might be too popular in them. They're like, getting all their homeboys in and yeah. all that stuff like that. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to find like a pretty, completely unknown girl for that kind of job like that. Um, that girl gets famous though after that one night though. Yeah. Everybody did their PL. The next part, they're like, yo, you got me? I'll be checking on boys. Nah, but then after that, the rest of the night, you got people buggy nonstop. Asking this or that, um, complaining about this or that situation. Playing this song, like, yo, yeah. play my song, you yeah, play yeah, my like song. That. No, especially as a DJ, yeah. As a DJ, you have tons of people asking you for song requests. I guess DJs literally, hate that. Um, DJs hate that. Yeah, yeah. So, so let, me, let me ask you this. what to play. About, like, yeah. local artists, how often are you going to play, like, a, how often are you going to try to break a local artist? I wouldn't say break, because honestly, I won't I don't break them, to be honest. Uh, what I'll do is, if I see a song is kind of getting there, I'll expose it to other markets, right? So... Um, perfect example would be like Young Gordon, right? So Young Gordon, a lot of times his songs will pop off um, on the young market, right? Like high school market. Um, same thing with Screech now. One two, one two popped off in the young market. Mm-hmm. Kodak popped off in the young market. When I first started playing Kodak, he was only really known yeah. in high schools, yeah. you know. Um, and then I remember when I when I would play it at college events, because that's mostly when I was DJing. Nobody knew who the hell he was, right? It took another like year or two before they started knowing, him. and then another two years until the twenty one plus market started knowing. Him. Um, so what I'll do is like if I see that you already got a little bit of a buzz, right? You got that one crowd that really likes you, then what I'll do is okay, cool. So clearly you know what you're doing. The song's probably good. 
So then I'll start playing it at other events, right? Because when I play at other events, there's gonna be some people from your market there, right? So when I play, there's gonna be a good 20, 30 people turning up. Might be not be the whole crowd, but they're gonna be there. The issue with playing new records or unknown records is that when you play it, it literally kills the whole crowd. Because yeah. people don't dance to things they don't know. It could be, I could literally be like, okay, suppose, what's the name? Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce just dropped an album, right? So I could, if I just played a record, uh, any random record from the thing, it still will not work. Even though they're Jay-Z and Beyonce. Why? Because they don't know the record yet. Give them another two, three weeks, that same record mm -hmm. will have a much different reaction. People only dance to things they know. People try to get you to play their record. Of course. I get about five, ten artists a day in my DMs asking to play the record. Like, nothing personal against them. But it worked it for, work. your, for what you're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Know I have my platform because of the way I am. Yeah. If I was like that, if I was just playing all these records, I wouldn't have my platform because nobody would put me because they'll be like, he stays playing music we don't know. Yeah. How do you go about like telling them? like? No, I offer them different routes, right? So, um... I'm also, I also DJ other events that aren't parties, mm -hmm. right, where there are showcases. Oh. And then from there, I'll be like, oh, I can't probably play at a party, but here you can try doing it at this. Not that, but it's a much better um, place for your music. Because a lot of times, honestly, at a party, people are too drunk to even remember their shit. So even if they got lit that one moment, they ain't going to remember it. Yeah. All right? the, the only way this music is really broken is places where people aren't dancing or trying to fuck each other. Yeah. Right, because that's that, that that's your only focus. You're not really paying attention. Yeah, to you're just gonna jump to out of Yeah. Um. So I'll say radio. Mostly I'll say underground and college radio, because those are th those are stations that can play what they want. You know, you, you, if you get if you got a new record, you're not gonna go to 99GS Prime 96 because they're not they're not gonna care. They're gonna be like, I'm sorry, we can't play this like that. But you can go to an underground station. You can go to a college radio. Yeah, because they they don't have a. They don't have a manager, they don't have someone telling them what to play. Yeah. Um, and then from there, strip clubs are always good, just because of the fact that strip clubs, new girls are gonna dance to whatever, yeah. all right? So she's gonna take her clothes off to whatever. So if you got a hot record, you can play it there nonstop. Yeah. And it won't matter, because nobody's even really caring. They're just there to throw money and look at ass and stuff like that, so. Sometimes you just like, oh shit, what is this? Yeah, yeah but, that, but, but because you're sitting down, yeah. you know, yeah. you're more relaxed like that, you can actually just chill and enjoy the environment. Yeah. At a party, you're 100% focused trying to get ass, so, you know? So it's a whole different mindset. So do you want to do music? Like, do you want the relationship, like the YG Mustard kind of situation? So it's about like being attached like to an artist? Nah. You don't want a situation nah. like that? No, nah, no, nah. because a lot of times what ends up happening is like, suppose like Esco and Future, right? Yeah. You get tied so much to an artist that people only see you as that artist's DJ, not as your own oh. DJ, like that. So, to be honest, if you were supposed to, if you were a DJ at a concert, right, for an artist, you're not really DJing, you're really just playing his records, right? DJing is about reading the crowd, playing a variety of records from all kinds of different genres and music, so that you can get that crowd lit. In that situation with DJ and a concert, you're not the one getting the crowd lit. The, the artist is the one getting the crowd lit. You're just like playing that. the song. Right? You're just playing the song. So Anybody like can the do that face job. behind them instead of like branding yourself. Yeah. And nowadays, DJing is easier than how yeah, exactly. back then. So I can go up there and just exactly. press the button. I can literally teach him right now how to do everything that would be required for a concert. Like that. Um, I remember the same thing happened with a couple artists as DJs that I've seen. They come by, right? So like, I'll be DJing at a club and they have an artist performer later on. You know, a lot of clubs do that. So I'm not cool. So I get off right. So I'm having the DJ, the, the artist DJ come up and set up. A lot of times they look confused of the equipment because they don't even know how to DJ. Yeah. They're literally there like um, using like yeah, using virtual DJ or iTunes to play the guy's music like that. Um, 
a lot of them don't even know how to use the equipment stuff like that. So I'm just like, you guys aren't really into this. Like you're just there just for the look. Yeah. Of being an artist like that, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't really need to be attached to someone else to make myself relevant. You know the whole nine yards then, so you know how to spin and everything. Yeah. Okay, most DJs, most DJs that are into most DJs, DJs, like the oh, older ones, all the older ones, ones, yeah, the ones, ones got a MacBook. <laughs> yeah. how, long, how long did it take you to like learn, like get it, like oh, hold on it? I hold on DJing. Oh, I'll say about uh, originally like, about two years. To the first two years, I didn't DJ out. Right, I just wanted to learn how to do it because a lot of times it's hard to break first first impressions. Right, so like even if I got better over time, if the first time you heard me, I was trash, yeah. then you well, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're gonna be known for. Yeah, exactly like that. You might see me two three years later on a flyer and be like, oh, he gonna be that dude's trash, even though he might have got way way better, better yeah. like that. So I really didn't want to ruin that first impression. So I I studied for like two years. Now it's just like mixing, mm-hmm. which you know being able to smoothly go from one song to another. Um, beyond that, it's just experience. Like you got have to build a memory for your crowd like that. So being like, okay, it's like playing your Pandora for the crowd, right? Yeah. Right. So like, okay, they like these last three songs. They, don't they like probably this. don't like this because it's that same kind of vibe or yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. So um, let me ask you. So like, for your next, for the next evolution of DJ Thunder, mm-hmm. you gotta start doing like EDR. Or you love hip hop, and that's just your. Oh no, nah, he cool. does EDM. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It depends on the crowd. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, the thing is, a lot of times when I do events for that crowd, they're private events. That's why you won't see me posting them or really advertising them because they're private, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, I've done a couple of those. That's a lot of fun. That goes back to yeah, <laughs> creating like catering to a crowd. You got to know your crowd. That's probably why you don't play it because I mean, that crowd don't yeah, yeah. want to. Even hear though it. sometimes at the hip hop events, I play a little bit of EDM just to mess with them like that. So even at Pangea, a lot of times I'll play like five or six EDM songs um, during the middle of my set just to change up the vibe, yeah. kind of like get them like okay, like what's going on kind of feeling. And that, and then the crazy thing is, you'll get them hyped for that one moment because they're all drunk, right? So like, they'll give it a shot for those first couple songs, and then the moment you go right back into hip hop or you know creative music, they get dumb hyped yeah. like that. You've um, got them right. They already yeah. got a couple of drinks in their <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where, yeah, A lot of clubs do that. It's called rotating the dance floor, right? So where you have different crowds, you purposely do like ten songs of each at a time, right? The purpose is get them turned. And then when you're playing music that they don't like, what's the first thing they do? Go to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And then by the time you go they back to their music, they're drunk. Yeah, like that. So you keep doing that back and forth. <laughs> Most of the time, though, there's always that one person that knows yeah. that EDM shit. It's doing a whole bunch of shit on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. They're little dances and stuff yeah. like that. There and there's some people that just aren't open-minded to other genres. So yeah. they're like, they're going to want you to play just that one thing all night. Is there, is there any music you don't play? Like you just don't like? Nah. So if you don't like the music, country? Nah, I play country too. You play country? I like country too. Yeah, yeah, I play country at uh, actually, actually did a Prado shower that had a lot of country in it, and that. So that was always fun. A lot of times, I don't really care as long as like it'll be surprised because people think of like stuff like country as like little sad boring songs about your farm and your dog. <laughs> like, it's not really all about no. that. So how's the DM man? Because I know your DMs are blowing. Oh, my show, <laughs> I had a couple <laughs> girls hit me up one time say. Can I come to your party for free? I'll do oh, yeah, this. Yeah. I'll suck. Uh, I know. So yeah. I know your shit's jumping right now. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> I, have a, I have a set list of people I work with like that. Um, and then that's it. And that, and then everyone else, I'll tell them. That's how you scrap too. Like that simple as that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh no, but I'm a girl. I'm like, yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Like I literally, I've had times before people were like. Um, they'll be like, oh, that's too expensive. I'll literally send them other parties flyers that same night and be like, well, go to these. Like oh, okay. I don't care. <laughs> I'll break it down to you. Like, you, you, you. I go out and pay you spend money on this. That's expensive. Yeah, like that. So I really, like, honestly, I'll tell you, I really don't care if you go to my event or not. Um, 
that's your decision to make, right? Yeah. So I'll really, I'll show you the options like that, and then there's I'll tell them, like there's a reason why that same person wouldn't pay, you know, to go to somewhere else, like on you know, all these clubs on South Beach, downtown, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then that same person will pay forty, fifty dollars to go to Miami. And that, so I'm like, you gotta think about it. Why would so many people choose to pay money over something where they can have fun for free that same night? Yeah. And that, like, go ahead, figure that out. If you want to find out for yourself, get that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the Broward scene? Because at one point, Broward mm -hmm. was the scene for parties. Like, mm -hmm. So how do you feel about it now? Because I feel like it kind of like... Yeah, like, yeah. Miami? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's all about venues, honestly. Mm -hmm. Right, so the availability of venues is always going to be a concern. Mm -hmm. um, because, like... If you can't find a venue that's gonna fit your crowd, that's gonna have the rules that allow your event to be big, mm -hmm. like as far as right now, I think the only big venue you gotta let is Broward Regional. But then Broward Regional, you can only use till ten o'clock at night, so it has to be a daytime event. And then we actually considered it for Pangea, but they had something about you can't have water out there or something like that. It was the strangest yeah. thing. Yeah, like you can't, you can't have, you can't be spilling water out there. I'm like, that's random. So what do y'all do when it rains? Like, <laughs> so, and then it made sense, but I was like, ah, whatever. I'm not gonna stress it like that. Um, besides that, yeah, like for Pangea, we can't. There's nowhere in Broward we can fit in that, um, especially at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Right now, Wynwood is really the only place you can do something like that, uh, which is why you see so many parties in Wynwood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like even besides us, you know, there's a bunch of other parties anyone would not because of that. Um, and then, yeah, clubs, I mean, post shutdown, so that's a wrap for that. Um, Carew is decent, but it's not that big, so it yeah, depends on the event. too, but they have a time limit on that, too. Exactly, right. That. So a lot of it now, I think for Broward, it's just about like the smaller events, right? Yeah, but even like, those venues, it might be good for the crowd but wouldn't be good for the promoter. Yeah, promoter, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of times, yeah, for the promoter I wouldn't be too interested unless they're really sure that it was going to work out. Yeah. But I mean, that's anything by anything. Like, Wynwood is great because it's a huge party. You can have these late par night parties, but it's parties that are very expensive, especially the outdoor ones that have to go through the city. Because I know the last time year was about 68000 to throw. So, you can imagine the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit better work. Yeah, yeah, so you have to be very confident it's going to work out. Um, because a lot of that, you can't get back. Yeah. You know, you can't just be like, oh, the party didn't work out. So you're talking to the police like, I got you next time. Like, like, no, like, these, these people need their money. So, yeah, so it's a very serious matter. A lot of that has to be paid in advance. So you can't really fall back on it. So, so oh, I think it's funny because, like, I think a trick you use is like whenever he's like DJing, he's like, "Yo, let me get a girl to bring me some water." Mm. Is that how you get girls off stage? Or how? oh no, 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 no. <laughs> he be shit, he thirsty. No, no, I don't even want girls on stage, honestly. To most nah, part, girls always be on stage. I know that's that's them. But I don't I don't encourage them to be up there. <laughs> nah, because a lot of times the girls that come up, they want to like dance. First of all, they want they want to be seen. Yeah, that's nothing. Well, I, anybody on stage wants to be seen. Yeah. that's like their thing. That's yeah. why I hate it so much. And I'm like. Like, you give real, you ain't give hugs to the child. Like, you're seeking attention too much. Probably that is bad. Even the niggas, too. The niggas be on there, like, the bottles. I'm like, boy. They just want to go up there and do a couple snaps. Yeah, hundred people on the stage. Like, yo, get off the stage. It wouldn't bother me so much the people on stage if it wasn't that they were, um first of all, a lot of times they're blocking up your view, right? As DJ, you need to see the crowd so you know what you're playing. It's what they like, right? So you need to be able to at least see them. And that um and then from there you have the girls that when they're dancing they're pushing the, you know a lot of times the girls they they tend to like grab onto something or like push up against it as, as some sort of like balance mm -hmm. or they're, yeah. you know shaking um 
they tend to grab DJ equipment for some reason. You'd be having the unprofessional ones up there. Professional ones, they'll be like over your equipment, or has a couple times, you know, the light setup is on stage too. Sometimes for like big parties, so then they'll start like grabbing onto the like the metal poles and stuff like that. Like, girl, that thing fall, we all die. Party like, cause you know they got some upcoming promoters, like mm -hmm. a new promoter. Like, would you do their party or do you? Wait like DJ? Yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, one, I try not to do too many um, team events. Cause mm -hmm. I'm trying to mostly go towards older crowd. Mm -hmm. So I'll do a couple here and there, mostly the ones I already build a relationship with, mm -hmm. or the ones that I know for a fact they're gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Um, besides that, new up and comers, I'll say, I'm not look at their page. Um, he waxing them. Yeah, well, yeah, that for one, yeah. That's a given, but what is, um, I look at their page and then I look at how they present themselves, like that. I personally hate promoters on like every page with them like flicking off the camera, or um, the little thing where they like do the little thing with money with these like, Oh my like that. gosh. I'm like, like, if your mindset is still that young, I'm like, I can't mess with you. Like, yeah. I need you to at least be a little grown, you know, like whatever. So your work is moving, your work is growing to what you're growing as a person. So yeah. like, as you get older, you don't want to be doing high school clubs yeah, yeah, or like people that you know still have a young mindset so um i, I can mess with someone like there's there, there's been before parties that were young but they had a more grown mindset my dad like if i look at you and i can tell you're professional about how you go about doing your thing then i cool i can work with you yeah but if you look like someone that's just there like that's throwing parties just to get punani like i don't really <laughs> i can <laughs> tell too like a lot of times yeah a lot of times they'll do it like that the guys will throw parties just so they can get girls to get build a name mm -hmm. And then most of the time it fails, and then <laughs> they tell you, they, hey, um, it didn't work out, so we don't have that money for you. I don't care. <laughs> what do you got to do with me? If you're going to try to tell me you can't pay because you made less money than you expected, does that mean that when the party does good, you're going to give me a bonus? Yeah. Like, nah, so I need you now. <laughs> Would you go to Khaled Lane or you just like make an album? Make an album? I, I, don't, I don't even know what kind of music to put out. <laughs> no producing or nothing. You just strictly DJ, what yeah. you do. Yeah, promoter and DJ is basically. Oh well, yeah, explain the definition to promoter to you because everybody yeah. got different things mm. to promoter. Oh, uh, promoter as far as being the one to throw the party, like invest into it, plan it, mm. that kind of thing. Some um, people think a promoter is you just, you just go and bring people like a guest, like not even that, <laughs> but like you just like bring a guest list to the per the person that's running the things, and mm. that that's a promoter to them too. I mean, yeah, well, that's what, what we call a sub promoter. Okay. Yeah, sub promoter will be someone that works under the main promoter, right? Um, there's plenty of those I have. I think for Pangea, I have about I'm gonna say about eighty of those. And that they don't get guest lists, but their whole thing is like promote the party for a little bit, and then you don't gotta pay to get it. Okay. And that. Um, that's honestly something I recommend for everybody. A lot of times I tell promoters to do that. They'll be like, you might want to get a good army of people that will be posting it on a regular basis for you, because you can't create buzz by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, even as much as I'm well known. If I also do a party 100% by myself with no promoters, no other people working on me, which is I'm the only one posting it online, I'm pretty confident it's going to fly. So it's important that you have that team behind you that's going to be spreading so the word to other people. What about you? What, you? what do you do with the people that say, I don't do nothing for free? I don't know. They fucking, we're not working together. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, that. You're not wrong with it. Like, at the end of the day, you know, if, if, it's, if something isn't in your interest, that's yeah. fine. You know, I don't, I'm not going to be like, I'm not gonna talk down to them or be like, wow, you can't do this for me. Like, oh, it's fine, okay, cool. Understandable. That's it. You know what I mean? I seen you post something, I forgot, um, but it was a lot of things going on where um people was like my own friends or family are not even helping me support, but people mm -hmm. that don't know me yeah. support me and you had said something about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well the main thing is I think you shouldn't depend on your friends and or friends. expect. Yeah, or expect them to support you, right? Because understand that they mentioned the pretense of that you're 
the relative yeah, or yeah, the friend, yeah. right? So because of that, that's the relationship they have with you, right? So you can't expect that relationship to turn into a business one, right? Because at the end of the day, you don't owe everybody around you your business, yeah. right? That is your family, so you're gonna support them as a family. That is your friends, so you're gonna support them as a friend. Yeah, it's and hard then, to see somebody you know from birth to see them in a different light, especially yeah. if they have an idea. So yeah. like, if you want to be a DJ, be like, yeah, yeah. it's this little gig thing, yeah, but yeah. they don't understand like, I could be big, yeah. you know what I mean? So they won't support it sometimes. No, but, no, I don't think it's so much of them not supporting, like as far as like, I don't want them to do good. No, it's just it's, like they can't see it because they, they know no, you so long. Exactly, and, and they already have that relationship with you. They already have a set way they look at yeah. you, right? So, you know, regardless of how much of your friend, your parents might try to be, they're still your parents. Yeah. You know, so you're still going to see them as, they're my parents. So you like have that. friends like that? Hmm? Do you have friends like that? Like what? Like, they don't support you, but they contact you oh, yeah. to uh, come into your party for free. No, not so much coming for free. No, the ones that hit me up that don't normally come out, oh. they always ask me for a link. Yeah. Like, they never ask me for, for free because they know me well enough that they're going to yeah. pie for that. All right, so, <laughs> but they'll always, like, oh, tell us, they'll be friends that I have that go out two, three times a week, right? But almost never go to none of the events I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's nothing personal, they just like different events. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they might like events that are in this part of town. They might like events that play this kind of music or that cater to this craft, and that's not where I'm at. So it's perfectly understandable. It's not so much they're hating. It's not, yeah. it's not in their market. It's not what they want. You know, if I open up a pizza shop, you know, but they only like hamburgers. Can I be mad and not coming buy pieces from me? No, they're just not what they want. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. That's kind of what I did because um, I got older, and as I got older, all the older people started going towards Miami, and all the younger yeah. people started staying in Broward yeah. at the parties. So that's why I don't go to no Broward parties because yeah. I see kids like my brother yeah. and I see my brother going. There, I'm like, Damn. Yeah, it's changing. Yeah. And that, 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 but you know, as you get older, like the vibes are different. Party, right? Like at a young party, everybody's running around wild, you know, drinking up. up and all that little stuff. Yeah, yeah. throwing booty everywhere. As you get when you go to older parties, people want to just vibe. Like that, their whole mentality is more like, I'm just here to chill, listen to music, talk to people. A couple bottles. Yeah, yeah like that. Your mentality, your vibe is a little yeah, different. Yeah, that's true. You don't have the energy anymore to be, you know, bopping, sticking yeah, every five yeah. seconds. So because of, yeah, so as a lot of times they don't have to support you, right? They don't owe you that. Like, I don't expect a client to be my friend. You know, that's a client. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna expect a friend to be a client. Like that. So, you so keep it business, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So it's not being client. It's more than that. Perfect. If a friend becomes a client, perfect. If a client becomes a friend, perfect. But that's not the expectation I have. Right. I think at the end of the day, if you can't get clients, right, off the fact that they like your product alone, mm-hmm. then your product isn't good. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you you can't be going around pressuring your friends yeah. and family to support you. Right? It's going to sell itself. Yeah, exactly. It should be able to sell itself like that. Your friends and family, like, if you keep annoying them to buy something that they have no interest in, they're going to stop fucking with you. Now you're going to lose them too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, people that's buying your product is not even your friends. It's people close to it. It's the people that don't know you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's why I like what I do because a lot of times, 100% of the people that know me, like in South Florida, know me because of DJ, right? Like that. Because when I went to high school, I went to high school partially in Miami, like South Miami and Tampa. So when I got to here, that's when I started DJing. So then by that time, 100% of my followers on Twitter, IG, all that, all know me because of DJing. So it's like a very targeted audience yeah. like that. Um, so for them, it's not weird as part because that's 100% of the way they know me. Yeah. None of the people ever met me prior to that. So it's like, they don't have this, oh, I knew Thunderback and yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. this and he wasn't that, you know, that kind of thing. So their whole mentality is different. So what they look at me. 
So, so I seen a retweet on Twitter that said like you was talking about you don't want to play the same songs anymore. Like you mm. like stop playing these songs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think I seen that retweet. So like, is there certain songs that are getting played out, or is this like? Cause I know um, what's the name, the Tim Drill song. Probably no, Tim Drill. Drill. Which one? Um, no, I'm talking about. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's the. Back that ass up song. Oh, it's my oh juvenile. Juvenile, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song never get played out. So like, what, nah. what song? <laughs> so some songs to you like, <laughs> even if it pops in the club, you like this song is played out. Yeah. Hey, okay. So like, um, the main one that I don't like is uh, what's called Dreams and Nightmares at this point. Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah, because yeah, it, takes, it, it hits every time. It hits every time, but <laughs> I think it takes too long to get there. Yeah. <laughs> like I can only be so and too you know dramatically hyped to listen to the the breakdown of a song. So many times, you know, where it's like it takes a whole minute to get to the point where I actually want to listen to. Yeah. All right. So, because of that, it's played out like that, and it was it was played out at every single party since it came out. Right for like what the last five years or something like that. So <laughs> it had a good run. But every time I go to a party, it pop like it, yeah. everybody's saying every single word on it. Yeah. So like, but not compared to how it was when it first came out. Yeah, when it, it first came out, it was dramatic kinda, as hell. Yeah. Like it was like you could feel it. Rough. You could feel it. Yeah. Now I just like say the words. Just yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Now you just say the words as you know. Or like swag surf. And that same thing with swag surf. Same thing with swag surf. The thing is also yes, these songs are usually introduced by the DJ in one way or another, right? Yeah. So dreams and nightmares would be you know something dramatic about your friend being locked up or somebody who died or whatever. And then I remember we started doing the cell phone thing. And then everyone started doing this shit, right? So like you take your cell phone light out and you kind of lay out of the club, and that everyone started doing this shit too. And then it started getting to the point where it was like, how can you build up a record every single night that you go out and make it sound hype yeah. like that? Same thing with Swag, so oh, put your arm on your friend, da da da, right? Same thing. Other records that are old, like back that ass up, but it's not. Don't usually get introduced. They just play, yeah. right? And they don't have a long intro. They just get straight yeah, to the point. Was he hear that? The so. Yeah, <laughs> that's been like a 10 second intro. That's fine. Yeah. Like, if Jesus Nightmares have a 10 second intro, I'll play that shit. Yeah. But it's a freaking a full minute before it gets to where I want to hear. So yeah. it's like it's so long to get there. Yeah, I hear you. So I mean, this was a pretty good interview. We learned a lot. So what do you want to talk? About? What do you want to tell like DJs that are trying to come up? Like, what's the what's main, the main what's the main up? points? Um, let me see. Main points. Um, define your market early. Right, so try to figure out what exactly it is that you're trying to DJ for. Um, a lot of times when DJs, because I've tried DJs that I train, that um, their main thing is like, you know, once they learn how to DJ, it's like, okay, how do I get booked? You know, that's a struggle, especially at first when nobody knows you, right? Um, I usually tell them to go to colleges um, because colleges, especially fraternities, they have a ton of events, right, that they need DJs for, that they don't have much of a budget for because they're all cheap. And so that's something where you go, yeah, you might not make a lot of money. Right, but it's a good place to start DJing, and all those frats have chapters in different schools. Yeah. Right. So when you're DJing a barbecue for one frat, a couple of the frat brothers from a different school might be there. Yeah. They might listen to you. They might like you. Oh, cool. You should come DJ our event too. Yeah. That's how I got started. I got started by doing fraternity stuff at uh, FAU. Then went down to Nova, then Johnson Wales, and FIU, and then I was a college DJ for a while, and I started doing my own events, and then. Would you do like an agency, like a DJ agency, where you just put people in position and finance their oh, what, their, 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 their careers and all that? Might not be bad, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I kind of throw gigs to a lot of DJs too. Like whenever I'm like double booked or I can't do something, like even for like this side, this side I got a gig, but I won't be able to do it because I got Pangea. And it's like even though it's before Pangea, Pangea the setup is from like 12 to 10. That's so like a 10-hour setup before the party. So 
I can't, I, I, I won't have time to be there. So I literally just, hey, go do this, do that, and then I'll send another video. Tell people like, why they should spend you. Oh, why? Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, it's a pretty wild party. You know, it's uh, it's part of the definitely you're not going to be on your phone, right? you know, which is very important. Because a lot of times, at parties, a lot of times, you're, it's very uncomfortable at first. Like, if you come early, it's the and everyone's on their phones, and everyone's awkward around each other, yeah. like that. And then once it gets lit, it only gets lit for a little bit. And then personally, I don't like indoor parties. I like outdoor, yeah. and I can breathe and shit. Yeah. Someone would be smoking next to me, and it's not an issue because I don't smoke yeah. like that. So if I'm not like breathing in everyone's smoke around me, that's always a good look. You know, we got food vendors, so if you get hungry, you can eat right there. You know. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot of little things that add up to it. Um. If you're a guy, there's a, lot, there's a lot of half-naked girls. That's all good. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of half-naked girls that are wet and covered in cream and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the reason we charge you guys more. It's <laughs> <laughs> a premium price for that kind of product being around you. Um, let me see. And, um, yeah, just in general, just I would recommend going to any party where you see the majority of people are on their phones. Yeah. That's always a good thing. So even, you know, Besides Fangio, you know, there's other great events, you know, that are in the city like that. So, like, you can attend and believe me, you'll have a great time. It's just, I don't know, Fangio is like one of those things where it jumps from the start. Yeah. You know, like, you could walk in. I'm talking about people usually catch ass in line before they even get inside. Yeah. So, you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine how the inside is like that. You know, plus we encourage people to be wild. Um, so, we'll give them, like, whipped cream and powder to throw on each other. Um, we got the fire truck spraying everybody with water. So, like. There's no way you're gonna be shy. Like once you're already covered in all that kind of weird shit, like that, get yeah. you a couple drinks. Yeah, you're pretty much now you have free drinks at twelve, so you know, get you liquored up real quick before it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I appreciate you um, having you up here, boss. What's the date? Dates this Saturday. Yeah, uh, this Saturday, June twenty third, ten to four. Still tickets? When would? Huh? Still tickets? Yeah, tickets still online. Where can everybody get tickets? Pangeomami.com. Make it simple for y'all. Okay. Where is it at? Huh? Where is it at? Wingwood. It's at uh, 550 North 20, Northwest 24th. RC okay. Cola. Okay, cool. And uh, you'll see, I mean, if you go to Wingwood and you see a bunch of people in bikinis walking in one direction, you'll know where it's at. That's, <laughs> that's where it's at. Alright, this is fun, boys, for the culture. Always.